Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. High atop the radio world in our Turn It, Don't Burn It studios with Camaro Dave and Commander Chris. And we'd like to thank all of our affiliates up and down the Barbecue Nation radio network and G Networks. We'd like to thank the folks today from Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. And it is beef the way nature intended. From the heart of the Pacific Northwest, that's Painted Hills Natural Beef. You can look them up online there well she's back um <laughs> how's that for an Again. intro she's back yeah leanne whippen is with us today leanne just got back from judging the jack and i was gonna and the jack is back and the jack is back yes it is first of all welcome kiddo nice to have you back Thank on the you. show Pleasure uh, to be here yeah it's it's always fun i try to make it fun for everybody you know it, it's it's a good thing how was it just overall how was the jack for you you know it, it obviously they did not have it last year so it was um a rekindling of sorts a reunion of sorts um the weather was drop dead gorgeous so that really played into the whole uh happiness of everything going on and um it was absolutely wonderful, completely well-organized, uh, great turnout, great teams, great food, uh, just an overall wonderful experience. So how much did you spill on your shirt? Uh, actually, I, I, I didn't spill anything on my shirt. I'm, I'm pretty good at this these days, but uh, <laughs> a couple close calls, you might say. But <sighs> Well, I can't say that. I, I always manage to get barbecue sauce or something one speck you know even if it's that it just never lets me go out unscathed i'll put it that way yeah it's all good so how was the competition so the competition itself of course you've got the best of the best there uh there were 72 teams i believe uh which was a wonderful turnout people came from all over the country Different this year was the fact that there were no international teams and no backyard teams. And so it was basically all Americans. So it was pretty cool. And I'm sure you know the process of these teams and how they get into the Jack, even though you might be a GC grand champion from a state, it actually is a blind lottery draw. And so uh, these teams get drawn and, um, it was just a great representation of just fabulous teams from all over. How many um, judges, other judges, did you work with? Well, you have your traditional, you know, six judges per table. And, mm-hmm. of course, you know, you have enough tables that cover, um, you know, all the teams. So, you know, they're very well organized in making sure that the ratio is on point. 
is do you rotate i mean once you get assigned at a, at the jack to a team is that your team of judges for the two days or do you move around so it's just one day actually saturday that the judging um happens and you are at the same table for all the categories so six judges and then you have table captains who are overseeing the whole entire process so there if there's any questions or you know, something crazy comes up. I did have something happen at my table. Uh, so the table captains uh, check all the scorecards to make sure that, you know, they're all legible, that all of the um, numbers of the teams, you know, are entered properly, that you sign off, that you circle the right category on your card. So they're um, just checking everything to make sure it's uh, perfectly handled. So they're like mom. Exactly. <laughs> Good moms, though. Good, good moms. Mo- good moms. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not uh, mommy dearest or anything like that. They're not fl- no, flogging no. you with coat hangers if you write something no. illegible. And then, yeah, they're, they're I, I mean, I forgot to sign my card and they caught it and I did not do that again. <laughs> I got a slap on the wrist. <laughs> yeah, I did that a few times over the years when I was judging horse shows, especially the great big ones for a lot of money. You know, I would be. We were very fastidious, you know. You had to be for that much money on the line. And uh, a couple of times, I well, omi- the- omitted the JT on the bottom, you know. But they yeah. they caught it. They they made me fix it. Uh, when you do that at a horse show, especially one of the world championships, you know, there's several thousand people in the stands watching you, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't want to look like a boob out there you know it, it, it's funny because they have you under this tent that people actually watch you judge and eat and it's kind of weird <laughs> you know to have spectators watching us eat um yeah. but you know you just have to keep your head down and and plug along um but it it sincerely is an honor to you know be able to judge there a lot of the judges have been judging there for years um, so you have a lot of credibility. Obviously, everyone is certified, and they take it very seriously. Uh, they know what it takes from these teams, uh, their investment, their time. Um, you know, so you know everything is is very important. So one question that I'm sure that people are listening to this show right now have running through their noggins is, how in the hell do you eat that much? I mean, I know you don't eat the whole rib because I've done it. I've judged. Okay. But for the listener out there, do you, how big of a bite do you take? And then do you, this is sounds kind of crass, people, but it, it they're there sometimes. Do you have a spit bucket that you can? Get- no, but I have in the past seen that happen. I didn't see it at the jack, but um, you know they're professional judges. I think they know how to pace themselves. Um, you know, usually you'll run into a newbie judge at, at another contest where they're scoffing down, you know, the whole chicken category and, you know, they aren't going to make it to the end or it won't be pleasant. Um, obviously, because of COVID rules, there were no, you know, leftovers or extra ribs or anything given out to anyone. So they were very cognizant of all of, you know, the COVID restrictions. And um, so nobody got to really try anything above and beyond the judges. Because I, I know when you're shooting <clears throat> a TV show, not a not a cooking show, but a regular show you might see on Wednesday nights on a television network, and they're doing a food scene, they always have a 
bucket, very close. And if you're sitting eating doing a show like that, and they have to do several retakes. You yeah, can- you don't have one of those uh, provided to the judges at the Jack. So uh, you just have to kind of grin and bear it. But everyone has their own method. Yep. I, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, when people pick up a rib, you know, to look at it, some people will pull the meat from the bone and see, see how well it's cooked. And some people will bite into the meatier end of it. You know, I was talking to one person that actually flipped the rib over and says that the taste buds are on the tongue. So it's important that he, in his opinion, taste the sauce and the meat, um, you know, from an upside down position, which I thought was interesting. Um, Never heard so that. There's a, yeah. Yeah. So there's everyone has their own method. The thing is, um, at the Jack, what's a little bit different is that you have to turn in both white and dark meat. So you're not only tasting, you know, and and usually everyone turns in both. So you're getting two bites on that. So if you have six, you know, on your plate, if you have six teams in each category, that's 24 bites if you just take one bite of everything. And, you know, this is serious judging. So sometimes you got to go in and take a second bite. And so it can be upwards to two pounds of meat that you consume. Um, and this is without the ancillary categories. I mean, the dessert category is a whole other thing here at the Jack, you know, and then they have the sauce category and then they have the chef's choice. So you're not only getting the four main categories, you're getting ancillary stuff as well. So it's, 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 it's a lot of food. So at the end of the day, are you like uh, kind of a, got a little, full tummy and you're kind of sitting there going, Oh yeah, it's, and I had to face an 11 hour drive home after all that. So, uh, yeah, it can be a little bit, uh, it can give you a sleepy head to say the least. And you, and I love barbecue and I can eat barbecue every day, but after this, I mean, I'm still, I'm eating a tuna fish sandwich today because <laughs> I, I just, I can't take it. I I'm still recuperating. And what is it? It's the middle of the week already. So, yeah. uh, yeah. That's why I texted you the other day and asked if you were looking for Chinese food or something, something completely yeah. different. It's it- funny. A lot of the teams that, you know, I've, I've competed with, um, that is, you know, when we decide where we're going to go eat after the contest, we go for Chinese most of the time just because we do not want to have anything even closely related to barbecue. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can believe that because, you know, mm-hmm. the ones – I haven't done very many, and I'm not a KCBS certified judge. These were more celebrity stuff up here in the Northwest. But, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> he got done with that, and somebody said, you want to go have lunch or you want to go have dinner? And it's like, no, I'm good. I'm really good. And and I love to eat, but it's like, I'd, I don't think I could put a green pea in my mouth, you know, at this point. Yeah. It, there's just no room. So It's it, tough. It, well, yeah, it's tough. It's it's a big job, and um, so for the people that don't know, and we've got about a minute left here before we got to go to break, Leanne, Do you judge? Do you judge a bite from all seventy teams, or do you just get an assigned a, a section of teams? So, it, each table of six judges can get up to six teams, and they each have their team numbers and their renumbered. So, there's no so it's all blind judging. You don't know sure. what team it came from. And the fact that it's renumbered ensures the anonymity of it all. Um, so, no, you don't taste 72 teams. It's six up to six, um, you know, 
in each category. So basically you can get up to 24 bites, you might say. That's a lot of bites, really. Sure is. It is a lot of bites, a lot of dental floss afterwards, I'm assuming, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> driving down the road trying to floss your teeth or something. I don't know. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. Um, Leanne's gonna be with us for the whole show, and also after hours. And we might have an announcement to make. We'll see what how that goes, and uh, we'll be back here on Barbecue Nation in just a minute. Don't go away. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm your host, JT. Today we're talking with Leanne Whippen. If uh, you would like... To contact us, all you have to do is go to Barbecue Nation JT, that's BBQNationJT.com. And there's a right there on the homepage, there's a way to send us an email. Or if you want to do it quicker than that, you can simply go to info at thecowboycook.com. Either one of those will get it to me. And uh, we're on Facebook and all the social media stuff out there. So you like that. Also, uh, as we were talking in the last segment a little bit, when you have your own business, uh, you basically have to do everything, right? Okay, that includes hiring, which can become a second job. And that's why there is Indeed, the all-in-one hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. With smart tools like Instant Match, you can instantly get a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description the minute you sponsor a job. So spend less time sifting through resumes and more time saying you're hired. Visit indeed.com slash credit. There you go. That was a little business I had to take care of. Now let's get back to talk, mm-hmm. talking with Leanne Whippin here, who just waddled home from the jack. So I yes. don't, I'm not, I'm not being mean. I just, uh, if you had to, even the most uh, voracious carnivore, carnivore in the world, I think uh, after something like judging the jack, they would say, um, anybody just got an apple, you know, if they were hungry? Something like that. Yes. When you when you're going to judge a contest, Leanne, like the Jack, and it's a big deal in the world it of is. competitive barbecue. I mean, it is. It's arguably the biggest deal. Um, you know, some say the Royal, and there's some other ones. There's World Food Championships and all this stuff. But a lot of people in the barbecue world think that winning the Jack is the ultimate crown. And I'm not gonna say yes or no on that. I just listen to them. But how do you prepare? Do you just get in the car and go? You're ready? Or do you? Uh... From a competitor perspective, because I have competed at the Jack, or from a judging perspective? Well, let's get the competitor uh, perspective first. Well, of course, it, you know, this is this is one of the most coveted, you know, contests out there, if not, you know, number one, as you said. Um, so you're going to, for some reason, you should always take it. Every contest should be just as serious, and you should always think of every contest as being the jack. But in the back of my head, knowing that I'm going to the jack, I am going to go above and beyond for perfection and be more well prepared so that when I get there, 
it kind of puts my mind a little bit at ease because you have to be uh, in the right frame of mind, not only with, you know, your products and ingredients and cookers and everything else. Uh, you just have to logistically prepare, make sure you get the proper rest. Um, you know, you're all in and you, you just have to strive for perfection. Uh, and that's the way I felt about going into the check. Okay. So when you're judging, you're you're not having to haul cookers and select meats and do all that kind of stuff. You're just going to go you and your pallet and your suitcase. And yeah, and it, it's very exciting. Um, you know, I, I, it's something I look forward to all year long. So to have a two year break and even more so was exciting. Um, you know, when you look up lineup of the teams, you just know it, it's just going to be incredible food that you're going to get. And, you know, you just know you have to go in, pace yourself. I will say that it's tough for me as a competitor and a judge going into this contest and you land on the site and you see everyone set up and you just get this feeling inside like, God, I wish I was competing. And then you're like, you know, when I saw Myron cutting chicken on Facebook, I'm like, no, maybe I'm, I'm glad I'm judging, not competing. Because <laughs> <laughs> and then when they're tearing down and cleaning up, you're like, I'm glad I was judging after all. So, you know, there, there's the pluses and minuses of both sides. But um, this year, you know, everyone really went in excited about it. You know, I have to tell you that when I was doing horse shows, same thing. Uh, when I was a competitor, Sunday afternoon came. And a lot of times it drifted into Monday morning before we could go home to tear everything down and get everything packed up and, you know, blah, 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 get the horses loaded in the van and all that. And so, and you were very tired because you had at the minimal, you had been there like three or four days. And normally you had already been wherever the location was, you'd been there for a week. When I really stopped competing and focused on my judging, Driving out of there in my rental car on Sunday afternoon wasn't such a bad deal, you know? Exactly. I just had to go to the hotel and pack my stuff and get ready to get up at six or whenever it was and make it to the airport. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yes, yes. So, as I said, there's pluses and minuses from being on both sides of it. The bad part about you know, it was amazing. It, it was really amazing to me um, because I don't know. I traditionally it was always the last one to leave the site. You know, I'd rest overnight, and I was seeing teams pull out at nine o'clock at night that I know were headed to Utah or wherever they were going, and I that was mind blowing to me how they can be up cooking, and it takes a lot out of you. I know the exhaustion factor, um, but for them to to get their rigs up and running and be able to pull out Saturday night at nine o'clock and hit the road for, I don't know how many hours. It was just mind boggling. But at the same time, I understand their drive is so long and they probably have day jobs. They have to be back for on Monday. Um, fortunately, Monday, I think was Columbus day. So it might've helped some of the teams, sure. you know, and bought them a day out of work. So that was kind of nice. Um, but yeah, it, it, that was shocking to see teams pull out right after yeah and in my old world we used to see that too because if they were two states over or something and they had to get home for whatever reason you know whatever if we were just on the circuit and we were going from weekend to weekend to weekend we usually stayed over monday and pulled out monday and if we couldn't get into the next venue and it was only a few hundred miles away we waited till tuesday and then left but that mm -hmm. that kind of drags things out you know and to me it was always kind of the I don't know. There was a, 
when the show was over and everybody had left and you were not you particularly, but in this mm-hmm. case, me and my team, <clears throat> if you waited till Monday, usually you were the only ones there then. And it was yeah, uh, kind of weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird because you think about all the life and the excitement that was going on in the venue, uh, pre, you know, 24, 36 hours prior to that. And now it's just, you know, the wind's blowing through there and there's paper on the ground or whatever, you know, it's kind of this creepy ghost town. Yeah. Ghost town type thing. So it was always really weird, but you know, we do that. Listen, Leanne and I are going to take a break and we will be back here on barbecue nation. Um, in just a Jeff. So don't go away. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast around the house with Eric G where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast, head to around the house online.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef from the heart of the Pacific Northwest. Comes a beef product you can feel good about. In fact, it's beef the way nature intended. You can check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. And they have a store locator, and they also have some online business that they're doing that they can ship you beef pretty much anywhere. So find out about that at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. And also, we'd like to thank David Malik and his crew up at Gunter Wilhelm's Knives, or as Meathead calls them, Gunter uh, Wilhelm Knives. <clears throat> Great stuff. Great knives. I use them myself on my TV work, and I really enjoy them. So you can find out more about them online at GunterWilhelm.com. And you can find us at any uh, platform that's out there as far as podcasting and streaming and all that. We're, we're everywhere. So I'm not even going to go down the list. But what I am going to talk about now is with my good friend, Leanne Whippen, who just got back from the Jack. And uh, I'm going to pull up my list here, if I can find it. And um, so um, Brad Leninger getting basted, he was the, the grand champion. And Brad's yes, well deserved. He's, he, and you know what's so amazing about him? He's like he's by himself. It, it, it's crazy how he can pull this off and be so consistent. You know, he was over seven hundred in his score. I he, he's just a phenomenal cook, and it was really nice to see him win GC. But you know what, Joe Pierce slapped you know our GC he, yep. again. Awesome cook. Um, so I think the results uh, were spot on. Um, I love the fact that there were so many great teams. So many teams got, you know, calls. It wasn't a constant repetitive, you know, same team, same team. So there was a lot of recognition for a lot of great cooks out there. And that was another part that I really enjoyed about, you know, this contest this year. Well, if you look at it, you know, Brad and his team were the overall, but um, his biggest competitor and their buddies, Joe Pierce, you know, like Joe won the chicken. Uh, and placed well in some other ones. And, uh, but Brad was pretty consistent through that. Brad's going to be on the show in about a week. So I, I talked right. to him. I talked to him. He's going to be lots of fun. Um, 
And a lot of these people I've talked to, I've had them on the show looking at them, you know, smoking hogs and some of those guys, war pigs. Uh, there's right. some that I didn't, I wasn't sure about the grilling beavers. I thought maybe they were Oregon State fans, but they're actually, at, <laughs> they're actually out of, I don't know. <laughs> they're actually out of Colorado. I'm going to have to uh, track them down. Is the difference though between, say, what Brad does and, and Joe Pierce does that slaps, and they're very close and they compete all the time and they're friends, but what's the difference, Leanne, between somebody like Brad's, you know, getting basted and somebody comes down, well, just like in um, the overall uh, Myron's, Jack's Old South came in 22nd. It's just, uh, you know, with total scores yeah. of 683 and 703. So there's there's 20 points difference there. And that goes over all the different categories. But how close is it sometimes when you're scoring these? That- it's, it can be very close. Like, for example, I had two briskets that were straight nines. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what? It, it's, it's The teams can have phenomenal food. But sometimes it's how you hit the table, what judge you get. Because some judges, not everybody's, you know, perfect in their scoring. And everyone has their own opinion on taste and tenderness and what have you. And, you know, being certified tries to keep the consistency, but everybody's different. Mm -hmm. So you could have thought you turned in the best food ever. And, you know, you come in middle of the pack. And again, there, there's a little bit of luck and a, a little bit of what table you hit. I will say that plays into it. Sure. Is there, is there any um, benefit to being the first box opened at a table? And the reason I say that is supposedly your palates are all fresh. You know, they're not, you, you've got, you've had a break at some point, you know, you've judged a group, uh, you, you know, the first, whether it's pulled pork or whatever it is, and then you've gotten a little break. So then say the next one is uh, brisket and they, you know, you've had a chance to get something to drink, rinse, rinse out your mouth, whatever you do, whatever your process is. And, and uh, so they bring the brisket and there's your, you know, six boxes, 10 boxes, whatever it is. Is it better to be the first one or the last one in that, in that? Well, as a judge, you're not supposed to compare. So that's rule number one. So you're supposed to judge each entry on its own merit. Right. So you can't go back and change your scores, you know, because, oh, this one is so much better than that one. So you have to judge it for what it is. So the way it rolls is, you know, you have your six boxes. The table captain will open one box at a time and you mark your scores for appearance. So you're not eating at that point. Sure. So all all six get judged for appearance. Then a table captain will take a sample, you know, and place it on your your judging plate. And you have to wait till all your samples are laid out on your plate before you start judging, you know, for your taste and tenderness. Um, You're not really supposed to judge for temperature. So it, it, it doesn't really matter, in my opinion, if you're the first, you know, entry on the plate or the last. Right. Um, I, I really don't think so. If if you're being a, a true judge and judging it on its own merit. Well, and you couldn't possibly, I mean, just logistically, when you have this many teams and you've got that many boxes to turn in, I don't think you could physically keep them warm, period. You know, 
Uh, no, I mean, they don't come in cold. You know, right. all of them are pretty much room temperature, you know, by the time they get divvied out and hit the table. But you do. I know as a competitor, I try to turn it in, you know, hot or as warm as possible because I, I do think it um, tastes better, food and meat, obviously. Um, but most of them come in at, at pretty close to the same same temperature by the time, you know, it gets onto the plate and by the time you start, you know, tasting it. We're talking with Leanne Whippen today, who just got back from judging the Jack. And if you've watched anything on the Food Network, Leanne has been uh, involved with Throwdown and um, with Bobby. Bobby's supposedly leaving the network. I read- yeah, Bobby wanted a lot of money. And you know what? You got to look at the example of Guy Fieri there. You know, he's getting paid a bucket load of money and Bobby's been around longer than Guy. So why not ask for more money? And he does rule a lot of the programs on Food Network. So I get where it's coming from. Um, I don't, you know, obviously we don't know all the backstory, but I don't blame him. Um, You know, good for him. Uh, And, you know, you never know what's going to happen. He's well-established. He'll, he'll land on his feet somewhere, and I'm sure he'll make great money. Oh, I have no doubt, because there's probably not, you know, any network out there of any genre that wouldn't be willing to at least talk to Bobby Flay and say, hey, we can do this for you. We can pay you this much, and we'll give you, you know, five hours a week to fill or whatever. So I don't you think— You know what? He should, he should start his own, you know, cooking network. He could, not? he could, he could, Yeah. I won't say it's not that hard to do, but it's not as complicated as it once was. I can tell you that. So I know he, he actually, as far as I know, I think he owns rock shrimp productions and that's, um, the production company that, um, did the barbecue brawl with yeah. he and Michael Simon and whatever. So he's got background in it. You never know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch how it unfolds. Yeah, no, it'll be good. I'm sure if he does, he'll be dragging you out there again. <laughs> so I can yell at him again? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't going to bring up that part, but it's okay. And he's very, he's very gracious. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I had an interesting thing happen at my table. And, okay. and, you know, it was so interesting that even the table captains didn't know how to handle it. So you're supposed to turn in a minimum of six, you know, discernible pieces for the judges to try. So everybody gets a piece, so like six ribs, six chicken thighs, what have you. Well, you've got light and dark meat that are getting turned in. And in one of the boxes were four chicken thighs and four pieces of white meat, okay? okay. So the table captain starts placing one thigh and a piece of white meat on the first plate, second plate. And I was like, wait a second. If you do that, the last two judges are not going to get any food at all because you'll eat up, you know, the four thighs and the four pieces of white meat. And I said, that's not fair because that's going to disqualify them in a sense. But technically they did have six discernible pieces in the box. Right. So what do you do? So I said, let's be fair. I, you know, I said to the judge next to me, you know, is it is there one that you would prefer, the light or the dark meat? Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll just take the white meat. The other guy's like, I'll take the thigh. If that had not happened, 
two of the judges wouldn't have gotten any food if the judges were very, you know, emphatic, like, I want light and I want dark. And we really never, ever, like, like, what do you do with something like that? And, you know, what? that was also amazing that, you know, in my opinion, when you're a very good competitor, you would turn in six pieces of white meat, six pieces of dark meat, you know, just so you don't run into that problem. But, um, you know, I, that was a little surprising to see, you know, a a team actually do that and and possibly uh, turn into a problem. Um, But it all worked out. But I I still think that, you know, I, I don't know. It was, it was a strange thing. I've never had that happen before. Maybe some of them fell off the grill when they were trying to get them, you know, you know, it, the box I don't know. It could have been burnt. You know, that was all they could get. You yep. know, maybe it was just, you know, it, you know, as I said, I don't know what the, the backstory was. We're going to take a break. Yeah. And Leanne and I will be back right after this. A little message on our network. Stay with it. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the Barbecue Nation Radio Network. That's also with the G's network now. That's G. It used to be Sun. Before that, it was Envision. They change names every once in a while. But that's where we're at. Okay. Um, Coming up, second hour today, we got Ray Sheehan from the Barbecue Buddha Sauces and Books. Ray will be joining us for the second hour for the affiliates that take that going down the road. And uh, it'll be a good show. We're talking with Leanne Whippen. Leanne has got such an amazing resume on different uh, types of cooking and different cities she's worked in and all that. Now she's residing in Florida so she can fish more. I know that. That's correct. Yeah. Every once in a while, I get a picture from her. She's out on a boat fishing like that. And she can be next to her family. That's very important to her, too. Yes. But something new here, folks. I'm going to throw this out there right now. So you're going to hear it here first because you're going to hear a lot of it going down the road. Leanne is joining me on Barbecue Nation as a co-host. Uh, we don't have an official. Yay. yay we don't have an official yay. date yet, but that's that's going to start very soon. And uh, we have to work out a couple of technical issues, you know, but we're getting that done. And Leanne, so welcome to the family, you know. Well, thank you so much. It's such an honor to be able to work with you. and. Um, kind of expand my uh, barbecue uh, <laughs> portfolio, you might say, not just for that, but just to, to be able to interact with, you know, the people in our, our barbecue community, uh, the industry, uh, just, you know, it, it crosses over so many uh, people levels. And it, it, it's, it's really an honor. And I look forward, um, you know, to being able to talk to people and, um, share and have people enjoy the show well we will accomplish all that i'm i'm very sure i'm very confident in that and and you are most welcome and uh i've been thinking about this for quite a while 
And then I just kind of said, okay, let's pull the trigger on it. So we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. And Leanne will be someday. She may be your, your not some day singular, but plural when I'm out of town or something, or same with her might be a, you know, she might be the only host uh, on the show oh, for that that's week. Scary. Camaro <laughs> uh, Day will I'm walk you through need it. A lot of training, a lot of training, because <laughs> you know, a lot of people think it's easy to get on the uh, the radio and talk, and it is not as easy as it seems. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite all right. You're going to do great. So we will keep you apprised of that, and you'll be able to read it in different publications and stuff. But. Uh, Leanne is going to be a continual part of the show going forward here in just, oh, probably less than a month. So that'll all be good. She'll be around for the holiday shows. So this year, yeah. so that'll, that'll be fun. And, and, um, Leanne, we'll get to talk to a couple of my favorite people. One of them being, uh, Graham, um, trying to work out with him. If he can be on the show this year, Graham Kerr, the galloping gourmet, the guy who got me started about a million years so ago. I have a funny story about him. Okay. Fire away. We got a couple minutes. Okay. So my dad knew him and yeah. we were at my dad's house in North Carolina and he's like, Hey, Graham's going to come up to the house and have some tea. And I said, what? And he came up to the house and we sat down and had tea, hot tea. And I remember just being, cause I used to watch him and I just was so overwhelmed. He was so sweet and, you know, I, I was like starstruck. And I said, <laughs> can you sign something for me? And I still have it. And it's a business card with his name on it. And he signed it. But, yeah, I've had tea with him. And he's just a, phenomenal. So that's exciting. I'll tell you something else he likes. Huckle well, you don't have them in Florida. But he likes Huckleberry uh, Jam. So I try to I try to send him at least six little jars of Huckleberry Jam every year for Christmas. Um, kind of hard to find sometimes that's, that's any good, but anyway, yeah, that Graham and I are pals and, uh, that's cool. he was the guy that like you, I used to watch him when I got home from school. I'll tell you the story off, off the air because I know our listeners have heard it a lot, but, uh, and then, you know, a number of years ago, I tracked him down. He lives in Seattle and I got a hold of him and we started talking and, Became fast friends. So there you go. So you'll get to talk to awesome. him. You'll get to talk to him. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it'll, uh, he's always entertaining. I can tell you that, Leanne. He is always mm -hmm. entertaining when we put him on the show. Uh, compete. Um, and now that, you know, I know you're a television star and now you're going to be a radio star and that's very cool. <laughs> but when you compete, and you're working with a team, how do you keep everybody on the same page? Well, I predominantly, you know, my girls were there and, and I was really cooking by myself. Um, I was doing all the categories and my team was my family, whether my dad would come and, you know, he would taste it and say it, because I don't, for some reason, I just don't like to eat the meat after I've cooked it and I can't have a clear head. And so I always have them around to taste and pick which one's the best one and help with, you know, doing the boxes. So I haven't had to deal with the whole team factor. I know a lot of teams that basically have one person designated for each category. Yeah. And that's smart because you don't want to have people crossing and it, it can become very heated and, and, and it, it gets crazy. So 
I think it's smart that teams do that and designate categories for a particular person. Um, I am um, looking at possibly competing at Lakeland this year, and um, my daughter wants to compete, and she can actually cook barbecue. So we discussed, all right, you're going to have this category, I'm going to have this category, and 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 that's it. And and you just have to separate it because otherwise, I think it 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 leads to um, chaos. Um, Leanne is going to stick around for after hours because we're going to cover a lot more things with no commercials. Well, few commercials, but they're real short. Um, and we're going to talk some more about the Jack and some barbecue uh, in general. And like I said, we've got um, next week coming up, we've got Jim Haas from Blaze Grills. Jim's an old rock and roller. Believe me. Really? Yeah, he's an old rock and roller and he's started selling grills a few years ago. He moved to Louisiana there with the blaze people and uh, it's a real interesting guy. So we'll be talking to him. And then I am going to go down this complete list of winners at the Jack and try to figure out who some of them are. I know a lot of them, but there's some that are fairly new to me. So we're, we're going to be bringing some of those folks on. So um, I wanted to leave you with my little, bit of wisdom today my thought for the week okay so you you know you can get a loan at a bank and you'll be paying for it for about 30 years but if you rob a bank you'll probably be out in 10 years so you can always (laughs) you can always follow me for great financial advice and uh, remember our motto here turn it don't burn it at barbecue nation we will be back next week with another show leanne thank you and welcome to the family and, Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. And pleasure. Well, for those of you who get the next hour, that's coming up right now. And not, we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.